One's from the trailer park, one's from the farm. Rings on their fingers, no babies on their arms. Taking life with a grain of salt and lie. Living, loving, laughing. We're having a good time. Nothing too deep won't tell you how to vote. Two stand up comics with stories from the road. We're cutting up. We got a hot podcast coming up. We got a special late night edition. We got talk about being on a tour bus. Hannah is off social media. <laughs> My name is Dusty Slay. I'm Hannah Hogan. This is the We're Having, Having a, a Good, Good Time, Time podcast, podcast late night edition. in the background what's that hannah that's the dishwasher dusty yeah because we got turned up we uh we made ourselves some dinner ate it and then put those dishes in the dishwasher we put them and now they're getting wet yeah and they're getting washed they're getting yeah they're getting real clean they're getting wet and they're getting washed yeah so we're doing a late night podcast very we're, late we're here on the late hours of the night very it, late. It's not all that late, but we're it's later than we normally Ooh, do it's it. Eight twenty five. Eight twenty five. Eight twenty five. So we're doing uh kind of late night style. Is a late night style and Dusty and I decided that we were gonna put on our late night voices. Yeah. Because this is how we talk. This is how we talk at night after eight thirty. When the moon comes out. Yeah. So does a baritone. So we're going to get right into it, you know what and I mean? And we also said that first one to talk in our regular voice owes the other one $20. Yeah. It's going to be slightly imperceptible for Dusty since he already speaking on a low register. Yeah, we hope that you can hear the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty, I know the people listening to your baritone right now saying, Ooh-wee. They're saying, oh, look at this podcast. They're saying, ooh, hey, that boy got a deep voice. Get up in there. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a voice I fell in love with. Yeah. yeah long distance. Talking on the phone a lot. I was up there in Canada mm-hmm. speaking soprano Canadian language. And he down there, deep in the south, speaking that bad tongue. All right, so. Speaking uh, that sweet, yeah. sweet bad yeah, we got some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the thing the listeners need to know is Dusty has his shirt off right now. I'm not kidding. And Hannah has a wolf sweater on with a zipper on it. I so. haven't washed my hair in seven days. Well, that's that's not true. But I think it is. Is it true? If I look at my, I hair, don't think that's my true. My hair is pretty waxy. All right. Well, I think that we're going to have to up the volume of our voices. All right, then. All right. So I 
think I'm going to lose the twenty dollars. No, and I think I'm, I'm just going to go right into it because I have to get on it because I can't talk like that forever. It's very similar to how I'm talking right now, but I cannot do it. Well, I'm going to continue talking like this. Perfect. You talk like that, and you're like you're going to be like the uh, late night stoner sidekick. You know what I'm saying? They always have that on a on a talk show. Yeah. Where you'll bring in witty commentary. Yeah. Well, I'll bring in something. <laughs> I'll bring right. in something. I'm not on drugs, so we got I don't some, do drugs. Folks. We got some stuff we want to talk about, so let's get into the where we've been, where we're going. Where we've been, where we're going. Where they going. Where they been. Where they going. Where, where they been. Where we're going, where we've been. Uh, Hannah, where have you been? This weekend I was in Crackers in Indianapolis in the state of Indiana. Indianapolis sounds a lot like Indiana. They didn't get too creative with that name of the city. Uh, but <laughs> we had a good time in Indianapolis. I was there with Dwight Slate, and he was a very funny gentleman. Lived in Portland for a long time, recently moved to Boise, Idaho. And he regaled me with some of his stories of moving. And also hosting this weekend was my dear friend, Courtney Warner. And it was her first weekend, I believe, hosting at a club. And she exceeded expectations and did a fantastic job. I hope that you can hear Hannah over the dishwasher because we, uh, our studio uh, is located very close to the kitchen. And normally we do this during the day when the thing's not running. But I got to leave early in the morning. And we got behind. We've been very busy. So we're trying to do a podcast right now keep you up to date. I'm just going to talk regular now, too, because okay. I just feel like I'm trying too hard if I keep that voice. That's fine. I like the voice, but it's I fine. liked it, too. But anyway, so we're trying to get this. You know, we just want to record a podcast because we got some stuff going on. Hannah's uh, just got back from Crackers in Indianapolis. I just got back from uh, off tour with Burt Kreischer. I did three nights. Uh, New Orleans at the Joy Theater. Also known as New Orleans. Yes. At the Joy Theater, we did two shows. Very fun. And then the next night, I did Austin, Texas at the Paramount Theater. Very fun. Two shows. And then we went to Dallas, Texas. Two shows at the Majestic. Wow, Dusty. Tell me more about that. How was your second run with Burt Kreischer? Very fun. Yeah, it was very fun. I mean, uh, you know, we're out there, um, you know, doing big theaters, sold out. People are pumped, ready to see the machine. And and then I come out first, and they're like, who's this guy? But then I'm out there rocking it out. I like I like you working with Bert, because every time you come back from working with Bert, you're fired up. Fired you're up. You're fired up about making videos and getting on the net and the internet. Bert's very motivated and a motivating person. Yeah. We were sitting in a barbecue restaurant outside of Austin, Texas, that I'll talk about in the food on the road segment. And Bert said that it had been three years since he released the video, The Machine, which is what really launched him. And uh, so he was just talking about how, you know, just three short years, uh, things have really taken off for him. Yeah. He's very excited, very nice, very gracious. So no saunas this time with Bert, but I did ride in a uh, pedicab with him. What's a pedicab? Or like a rickshaw. You did? Yeah. You didn't tell me about that till I'm, just now. I'm telling you right now. Wow. Why'd you guys do that? Um, I don't know. What city was that in? Austin. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, just back from the bars, from the bars to the bus. Now, that's Austin, Texas. Yes. Mm-hmm. As opposed? I just, 
you know, I was just saying it out loud. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great. And then, um, so it was very fun, but I would, I'll, I'll, we'll save some for the on the road segment because we're trying to really work on differentiating uh, where we've been, where we're going from on the road because we like both of those sound bites. Yeah, but when we're doing where we've been, where we're going, we're just talking about the gigs, the yes. city where we're at, the management, maybe the people we worked with. But when we talk about on the road, we're talking about, you know, weird, yeah. absurd, kind of weird stuff that happens to us on our travels. These theaters were incredible. In Dallas, that theater was like, uh, I don't know, built in the 1800s, I think, early 1900s, 1700 seats. Very cool. So the 19th century. Yeah. Austin, uh, very nice theater. New Orleans was a theater, felt more a bit more like a rock club mm-hmm. than a theater per se, but still very fun. I had a great time. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, babe. So, and now we are set to go where, oh, Hannah. Oh, well, um, I was going to be in Nashville doing some shows here. Um, and I guess I am. I mean, I'm home this weekend, but I'm doing a show March 3rd, which is a Sunday, uh, Connor Larson is doing a show called Comedy at the Yazoo, and that's going to be this Sunday in, in yeah. Nashville. So and I was supposed to, to do this. comedy at a place that is not opening quite yet, so yeah. that weekend got pushed. I was on the books, but the but the doors aren't open yet. It's so. a brand new club. She was doing the soft open, and yeah. they're not opening this weekend, so she's off the shows. And I'm going to go to uh, Phoenix and Tempe. On Thursday, I'm going to headline at Stand Up Live in Phoenix. Friday and Saturday, I'm going to feature for Bobby Kelly at Robert Kelly at Tempe Improv. And then on Sunday, back to Stand Up Live Phoenix to headline the Sunday night show. Mm. It's going to be a great time. Very excited. If you live out that way, come on out because it's a good time. I always love doing shows in Phoenix. I feel like people are very fun. And uh, I like, you know, I've done shows for so long in the Southeast and the Midwest that it's nice to get a little out west, doing stuff in Texas, doing stuff um, in Phoenix. It's nice to make my way out there. That's a lot out west. Yeah, change it up a bit. Yeah, that's desert land, as I understand it. Yeah, so, um, and Got then... That arid air. Yeah, mm. it's very dry. Very arid. Yeah, I don't know what that means necessarily, but I believe it dry. means dry. I think, I thought that we both collectively thought the dishwasher would be done at this point. Yeah, I'm a little upset that it's still going. But it's really working it. I mean, those dishes are getting clean. Yeah, and I'm a little sad because I actually really love the sound of a dishwasher. It's very soothing to me, but this is probably the first instance of my life where I'm not enjoying the sound of a dishwasher. There's potential that this will be the last podcast that we do in this location because tomorrow I'm going to go to Phoenix and Hannah's going to start moving us into our new place. Yeah, we're moving back downtown to Nashville. Yeah, back to Sylvan Park. We've tried to keep it a secret that we're living in a place called Hendersonville because it sounds corny and definitely not cool. But that's where we've been for a year. But now we're moving back to the city to be real artisans. I'm okay with Hendersonville. I don't think it's a bad place. But it's not... Uh, it just, it's just, it's not, we want to walk places, you know? We want to be around things. Yeah. We're not around things right now. Yeah, okay, well, this is where we've been. Oftentimes, we, we walk to the tractor supply store near our house just to have somewhere to walk Yeah, to. that's that's our walk. We'll walk to the train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> and back. We'll walk to the tractor supply store. We'll walk through a couple car dealerships. Yeah. No sidewalks anywhere, you know? No, and we could, and then we're closest to Madison, but there's a weird bridge to get to Madison. And, and we've talked about it on the podcast before, but Dusty has stormed out of several businesses in this neighborhood. Yeah, I almost stormed out of one today. Did I mean, you? I, yeah, Bed Bath and Beyond. If I didn't really want that air mattress, I would have. 
I would have left. Yeah, Dusty. I mean, Dusty's such a kind, fun man, but do not cross him, and do not cross him in a place of business where his customer. Ness is not being respected. Yeah, you know, one of the big problems that I had was at a Joanne's Fabrics. They talking trash. They talking smack. Telling so many lies. I know they're full of crap. That's okay. Haters gonna hate. Uh-huh. I'll play at Stinky's Joke Barn over them any day. They, they, they talking trash. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for some fabric to build myself a green screen. And in Joanne's, there'll be no one in there. But everyone that's in there is buying fabric, right? So you have to tell them how much fabric you want. And then they go, and you have one lady working back there. You have to take a number. And then she slowly measures out your fabric. And then she gives you uh, how, and then she gives it to you, and then you go pay for it. But she has to measure it. Nobody else can measure. It has to be that lady. One lady is in charge of all the measuring in Joanne's. And I got the last little piece of fabric that was there. I, I, I was figured it was about one foot worth of fabric. I told the lady at the cash register, I was like, I'll pay for two feet if you'll just let me have this. And she was like, "That it has to get measured. And it was the last little strip. She was like, it has to get measured. And it's like, you ain't got no yardstick up here? You can't pop that out and just measure that thing real quick? Yeah. And she wouldn't do it, so I left all my stuff at the counter and left. All eyes were on Dusty. He, he caused quite a stir in that Joanne's fabric, and I was just sort of standing off to the side. I didn't know what to do. It was a belligerent American, and I, I just said, I get out of his way. Everybody's very passive in Joanne's Fabrics, but, you know, they're not helping me out. They're not helping me get You things. stormed out of a Regions Bank as well. Regions Bank, yeah. They were, they were asking me for my Social Security card. I'm like, I've been banking here like 20 years. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to add my wife to my bank account. You know I think I mean? it was a bit of a class, class discrimination. Yeah, I think so, I too. I think they thought we were poor. And it's like, look, just because we dress poor doesn't <laughs> mean we're poor. You can see our bank. You know, that's happened to us a few times. But, yeah, we get we get stereotyped for being poor a lot. I don't mind it, though. I like it. I don't, you know, I'd rather no one ask to borrow money from me. You know what I mean? You know, I never really knew about money and having money until I moved down south. Like, when I was growing up, I didn't think that, like, my family, quote, had money. But when I moved down south and met different people and talked to different people, different upbringings, I realized that I did grow up with money. Hmm, Big time. That sounds super ignorant. And we were middle class, but we definitely had all of the things that I didn't realize a lot of people don't have. That sounds so ignorant, but it's true. It doesn't sound ignorant at all. You know, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing. I mean, people grow up the way they grow up and they don't – a lot of times they don't know that other people are different than them. Yeah, because – we weren't rich, but we certainly were rich when I compare myself to, well, your upbringing or other people that I've met, you know? Yeah. Sometimes being poor is a good thing, you know? <laughs> the band Alabama, they have a song called High Cotton, and he says, yeah. uh, uh, somebody told us Wall Street fell, but we were so poor we couldn't tell. Yeah. It's you know? so true. I met a comic once, and Somebody he told, me, told oh. us Wall Street fell, but we were so poor that we couldn't tell. Good thing y'all could afford a radio, huh? <laughs> I met a comic once, and he grew up in a trailer park, and he told me that he had, like, five brothers and sisters, and only two of them got to sleep in a bed. 
Yeah. Well, and I just couldn't – I just thought that was the saddest thing I ever heard. Well, I grew up in a two-bedroom trailer, and uh, it was usually my sister and one of her boyfriends – or, you know, not that she had multiple boyfriends, but I have two sisters, and it was – they had this – dated the same guy most of my life. So it's like it was my sister and one of those guys, me and my mom. I slept on a couch for a long time or with other people. Yeah, that's why you're such a good cuddler. Yeah, maybe so. I think so. That's my theory why you're such a good cuddler because he used to being cuddled. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know that people need to know that I'm such a good cuddler. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, now they know. That's not the... I never like to be held until I held in uh, the arms. Okay. Yeah, that's... A, we, it's too much. Yeah, it's a having, late night Yeah, podcast. we're having a good time. It's a late night We're podcast. having a good time, but you know. Yeah. Um, so that's where we've been, where we're going, and on the road. They're on the road again. Hen and Dusty are on the road again Telling super funny jokes to all their friends Hen and Dusty are on the road again So I'm on the road, um, on a tour bus I'm riding around, I fly to New Orleans uh, New Orleans was hot, it was, it was humid I get on a bus uh, And then shortly after that we go do two shows Then we get back on the bus for a bit We go out, Bourbon Street Really hit it up, dueling pianos, a couple of dive bars, a lot of homeless-looking people, a lot of scary people, a lot going on on Bourbon Street. It's been a long time since I've been out there, and a uh, uh, pretty wild time. And we stayed out really late, and then we uh, got back on the tour bus. I crawled into my coffin-like bunk and uh, passed out. Then we went to Austin, where I walked around Austin, Texas, all downtown, um, I did the Capitol building. I walked around the Capitol building, walked around the city a bit, two shows, out on like 4th Street, 6th Street, something like that, wild time. And uh, that was pretty crazy. It was the college side of things, but I had a great time. Those were great shows. And then, um, then we went to Dallas. But before we went to Dallas, I went to sleep about 4 a.m., in the bus, 3 a.m., I fell asleep. I fell asleep before everyone else and no one drew on my face. Very mature bunch. And um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then I woke. I went to bed and I woke up at noon in the parking lot of a place called Salt Lick. I said, boo, on the road. Boo, on the road. I woke up noon and had... Beef ribs, bison ribs, beef brisket, peach cobbler, pecan pie for breakfast. And then for dinner, you had gout. <laughs> and it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, you texted me about it. So good. Yeah. So then that's, we, a, that's like a, that's a wake and eat. Yeah. So then we drove to Dallas, Texas. And we didn't go out in Dallas, but I walked around downtown a bit. I really enjoyed it. I know this, my on the road was basically me being on a bus, but it's very nice. It's very nice to just pull up the bus, kind of camp out. You can walk around the downtown city. I had never been to Austin. I'm excited. I look forward to going back. I will be going back later this year. And, uh, and I just left Dallas. So, but all great. That's fun, Dusty. All great. I'm glad you had a good time with Bert. Yes. Story time with Dusty and Hannah. Sad news. A lot of people have been talking about it if you follow comedy. Um, 
Yeah, so a very funny comedian, Brody Stevens, Stephen Brody Stevens, uh, passed away this weekend. Uh, he committed suicide. Very sad. He was neither of our friends, meaning that uh, we didn't know him. We weren't, we weren't buddies. It's just sad in general that this happened to someone. But also reasons because me and Hannah both saw him perform, Hannah more times than me, but we became fans. And uh, I really enjoyed his comedy. Yeah, you know, I moved to L.A. in uh, 2012, the beginning of 2012, and I went out there for about three or four months with a couple girlfriends from Canada. And I lived in Hollywood, and I had just started doing stand-up. And I went to the comedy store all the time. And this is before the comedy store boom that they have now where it was really busy and it was hot and there was lineups every night. This is yeah, Hannah know, was at the comedy store before it was cool, right? Well, I mean, the comedy store is always cool, which is why I always hung out there, but it was not uh, booming. Like, there was just kind of a lull in the in the uh, attendance of people going to the comedy store. And I understand that there was a management changeover, and then that's what sort of ushered in the, the golden years that they're having right now, right? But anyway, so I would go to the comedy store all the time, and I was just an eager student. I just wanted to inhale comedy and the cool thing about the comedy store is if you say you're a comic you get to just go in and watch shows and you don't have to pay you can just hang out and I did that two or three times a week I lived really close to it and I just loved going there and very early on I saw Brody Stevens at the comedy store and I was completely enamored by him I just thought he was so funny and so I honestly had a comedy crush on him. I thought he was like pretty good looking and stuff too. So it was, there's a little bit of that in there. But so, you know, I just been talking about a lot of guys being good looking. Yeah. Looking. But I mean, I, you know, and so anyway, so, you know, doing what like a modern girl does when she's, you know, curious a about a guy is you go on the internet and you check him out. So I checked him out on the internet and I learned pretty quickly that he had just had a big mental breakdown and he was basically rebounding from that. Which, of course, just made me love him more because I love a dark a dark soul. And so that really began my just real appreciation of Brody Stevens. I mean, I remember I would, like, go to shows in L.A. if I knew he was on it. Like, I was a little bit of a stalker. Like, I really thought he was cool. And, um, you know, and then I just was a fan. I just followed him on all social medias. And I just – I just – he just did things differently. And he made me laugh so much. And I just – I just – you know, I just – Loved him, and I know it sounds like, you know, kind of cheap to say you love someone when you don't know them, but I just really liked everything about what he did. And, um, you know, over the years, as time would go by, you know, I would check in. I mean, several times when I've been working on the road over the years, I will like watch, I would watch Brody's uh, uh, live Instagram feeds, and I would always, you know, respond to him on Twitter and give him the positive energy and stuff like that. And, and I just, you know, I just, he just really kind of hit me somewhere in my heart for some reason, I guess. And, and I didn't know the guy I was totally intimidated by him. I tried to talk to him several times and then through listening to podcasts, he kind of explained that he, you know, he didn't really talk to girls a lot and he was a little bit socially awkward. So I was just kind of like, Oh my gosh, I can't talk to him. All right. So I saw Brody at, uh, I was at a comedy festival in Makokita, Iowa. I got invited to do this festival. I was very excited because I was going to make money to do a festival, which I had never happened before. And I flew there. Uh, oh, no, I didn't fly there. I drove there to Makokita, Iowa, very small town, stayed in this old hotel, very nice, but old. 
Then I got in my car. I drove down a back road to the back road, turned into a dirt road, and then I parked in a field. And then they came and picked me up in a tractor and drove me down to this barn where we would be doing shows. And so I had a show that I was headlining when the sun was still out. And uh, but it was very fun. It was packed. Had a lot of fun. And then I met you know Kyle Kinane and 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 Nick Thune. And I was very excited. I was like, wow, this is you know seems like a pretty big deal. That's where I met. Kristen Toomey, Rena Calm, and then I was hanging out. I had been long since done with my set, and then I was sitting down. I was just going to watch some comedy, and this guy named Brody Stevens, who I'd never heard of, was taking the stage, and he just blew me away. I had never seen anybody do comedy like that because it wasn't so much the jokes, even though he was funny. It was just the way he carried himself on stage. So he, different. He went through the audience, and he was yeah. just so – and it was like – it just seemed – ultra confident and even these kids kept talking they kept interrupting his set he brought all these kids i'm talking like 10 year old kids brought them up on the stage had fun with them made jokes uh it was great he was so talented and he did he did just he just did something that no one else did and i don't know if everybody would consider him a comedian's comedian but he was definitely my comedian's comedian. And then I got home and I told Hannah who I had saw and she started doing an impression of him. Yeah. Uh, I was so happy that you I saw him. I was in the hangover. I can't. Yes. Positive energy. Yes. I was in the hangover. You got it. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> he's it's great. So, he's so easy to impersonate and fun to impersonate. And so, I mean, yeah, I've been kind of like watching his stuff online the last couple of days, and it's probably not healthy because it just makes me so sad. I'm I'm really – I don't know. Like, it's weird Like because I didn't know him, but I feel – I don't know. I feel like I really, like, loved him in a way, you know, the way that, like, a fan loves someone. Like, I don't know. Well, it's sad. And yeah. uh, so – but then we thought, you know, um, so, you know, that – it's sad uh, and – uh, but I don't want to dwell on it because All it's right. a bummer. But Hannah's been watching podcast, listening to podcasts nonstop about it, and keeping herself in a pretty sad mood. Yeah, I mean, and you then know, I, so almost, I, just, I almost feel like I'm trying to like honor him by just like right. Yeah, but we've I don't already know. yeah, it's fine. But we, you know, we don't need to dwell on it. All right. So it's just going to be more and more of being like you being like, I love this guy. I love this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're we're good. And now yeah, I'm going to stop watching. Podcasts yeah, you're like in a, you even have a real sad voice <laughs> right now. You've gone into like near cry kind Should of I voice. Go back to this. Yes. Voice? Yes. Back to late yes, night, Hannah. Yeah, because now you're like you're like borderline crying about it. Well, like, it's very sad. But yeah, keep that deep voice. Keep well, that it's going. It's very sad. Yeah, exactly. You got you got borderline crying voice going for a second. Yeah. So let's pep it up. We'll be riding wild Okay. So we thought. That we we talked about last week playing playing a little music because we played a little music on the last one. I was always afraid to play music because you know they act like if you know podcast setups act like if you play music that your podcast will get booted off the air. But I think it's worth it just to try it out. So what we want to do is we want to play a song and then we're going to talk about it. You like that, right, Hannah? Yes, sir, I do. So this is the one that we want to play, but I got to get it pulled up here. So it's um, 
Um, oh, is this the song I ref I re- reference? Yeah, it's called uh, by Ernest Tubb. <laughs> this is gonna get me in a good mood. You nearly lose your mind. Now, this song. Let's preface it a bit. Dusty and I started dating, but and don't I- give anything away okay, about okay. the song. Dusty and I started dating, and our first, you know, six months together, I would just join him on the road, and I join him in America, and he would just share with me country music because I hated country music. One might argue that I still hate country music, but uh, he was trying to show me his favorite music. But I, I didn't really listen. I've never really listened to much Ernest Hub. Like there's, I like old country, but Ernest Hub is a bit old for me. He's great, uh, but he ha- and he has a lot of stuff I like. But I had, I didn't know much of him at the time, so we're just kind of listening to this greatest hits album that I had bought. So what we're gonna do? We're just gonna play one verse, but it's a few different lines. So we'll come back to it, but we'll break in between each. Okay? Okay. okay. All right. So here we go. Here's the first part. Hold it up to the microphone. I'm just going to add it in later. Oh, okay. I, I'm going to try to do that. You think that'll work? Yeah, that's cool. Let's just try that. You, maybe you'll be right, though. Oh. Now, if you love your mama and you treat her right, but she keeps on fussing at you every day and night, and she's gonna try full on you. They'll do it every time. And when your baby starts to step in, Lord, you nearly lose your mind. All right, so that's verse, that's, that's the first part of verse one. Now this song really resonated with Dusty at the time because he had just started dating me. But I just love like trifle. I had only heard like trifling women, this and that from rap songs. At this point, I had never heard the word trifling from anything but like a rap song. So to hear this guy say, she's going to trifle on ya, really blew my mind. But what did he say there? What was that one about? She'll do it. Every time. Do what, though? He says... When your baby starts a step in, how'd you really lose your mind? Right, because so the first verse, basically, that first part was about, you know, the the woman doing something shady, right? Yeah. So, all right, so here's the second one. If your mama's mean, take a tip from me. Lock her up at home, Lord, but hang on to that key, cause she's gonna drive alone. They'll do it. Okay. All right. So another one. If your mama's mean. By mama, I guess he means girlfriend. I don't know why he's calling his girlfriend or wife mama. But either way, uh, if she's mean, then, you know, she's going to trifle on you, right? The first one, like, she's, she's going to trifle because she's mean. The second one, because she's mean, she's going to trifle. So here's the third one. There's a little breathe. But if your mama's good, I'll tell you what to do. Give her lots of loving love, but watch her closely too, cause she's gonna try. <laughs> you laughed on it. You laughed on it. They didn't hear it. Oh. You gotta hold the laugh. Alright, here it is. But if your mama's good, I'll tell you what to do. Give her lots of loving, Lord, but watch her closely, too, because she's going to try to you. <laughs> do it every time. Okay, so if she's bad, if she's good, but if she's good, she's still going to trifle on you. Yeah, women going to trifle 
one way or another. They'll do it every time. They'll do it every time. Here's the first one again. Yeah, if you're nice to her, but she's still fussing at you every day and night, she's trifling already, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and then she's mean to you, and then she's and mean. Then somehow she still trifles on you when she's mean to you. Yeah, she does something wrong, but she trifles at anyway. Right, but then if she's good. <laughs> She's still going to travel on. Yeah, yeah. She's still going to get at you. Now, this, like I said, this song really resonated with Dusty because he had just started dating me, and he could find no peace with this woman <laughs> because I was sweet, and then I was mean, and then I was lovable, and then I wasn't lovable, and he does everything sweet for me, and I still travel on the And boy. we were doing lots of road trips at the oh, time. Oh, I travel on Dusty day and night. We were doing lots of road trips, and, and, and you know, uh, one song I was listening to, I remember it's a... Uh, uh, Whitey Morgan. Um, uh, let's see if I can. Um, can we do? Can we do multiple ones? Yeah, I'm having fun with that. That Ernest Tubb song really made me feel giddy inside. All right, so this Such one, a simple little song with a beautiful little message. This one, all women right. Women be trifling. So this one, I was listening to on the road. I really like this song, but let this is this is a guy called Whitey Morgan. Let's play a little bit of this. I should have fast forward some, but he's gonna get into it. It's really the chorus that I want. <laughs> okay, so these people they make love and then they lay back to back. They're not cuddling, and so we're riding, and then we suddenly get into a fight. And Hannah's like, "We're just listening to a song about how love always dies." And we're in the middle of Iowa, and I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. Car fight. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a very sensitive soul, but I've really, you know, grown as a person since those early days when we were together. But I really felt like he was showing me this sad music, and we were only like a month or two into dating. You know, you're insecure in that phase. You don't really know how where someone stands with you. So I thought he was trying to tell me that he was over me. Yeah, as we're driving through Iowa, that's the time I pick. On the way to Iowa, I play. By the way, we have six hours left to go through these cornfields. But uh, here's a subtle reference to our relationship being over. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. Let that sink in through this corn here. I didn't know then that you were a simple man, that you say what you think and you think what you say. But I thought there was always subtext with you. No, I'm just, you know, I'm just listening to... uh, to a song. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah. I'm just I, enjoying I thought you were trying to poke at me. Yeah, I'm just enjoying music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I found out later that you actually don't enjoy any music whatsoever. Well, that's so not really true, but sort of true. Partially true. I enjoy music, but it's not my preferred sound. All right, so let's talk about you getting back on social media. What happened? You were gone for oh, yeah. so long and you were so happy. And your life was good, and you were feeling positive. And then, and then, you know, in the in the shortest amount of words, what happened to you, Jesse Smollett? Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Jesse Smollett happened he, to us all. He got you back on, huh? Well, I just became pretty cap- captivated by this story because initially, when this story broke at the end of January, I didn't pay any attention to it at all. I just sort of heard through people in the world that there was this 
terrible hate crime. And I thought, oh, that's, you know, terrible. But I was off the internet, so I wasn't paying attention. And then as we all know, a week, week and a half ago, it starts to come out that this guy faked a hate crime um, of this level. And it was, I'd never heard of, of a story like that at that magnitude and, and, and a, a celebrity nonetheless. And it just pulled me in. I wanted to go on Twitter and see what people were saying about it. I wanted to see what, you know, the, the common threads. I was watching a lot of YouTube and I just was, I just decided to accept that I was, I was now lured back in. A major event that is almost not even talked about. Here we are like a week later. Yeah. And like almost, it was everywhere and now no one talks about it. Yeah. We got news moving fast. A lot of non-stories moving in, moving out, totally. moving it. Where we getting a story comes in and everybody's all fired up and they're like, "Oh, this is the end of everything." And then next week, it's that one's gone. It ended up being nothing, and we're we're like all mini conspiracy theorists. Every week, we have a new conspiracy, and then it just blows out. Yeah, here's a conspiracy. Urban legends. Ghosts exist. Yeah, and that's why I feel like gross that I got tricked by something like that. But you came back. Well, I'm not really back, but I'm not gone. Began to make inappropriate tweets. Yeah, I've tweeted a couple things the last couple days. It feels good. I'm not doing any scrolling, so I'm just produ- I'm just putting content out. I'm just adding the app, putting the tweet out, and then deleting the app immediately. Yesterday, we were driving down the road, and we saw a car that had completely been decorated with Minnie Mouse stuffed animals. Yeah. That was pretty wild. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff you you notice when you are out and about in the world. We've been doing things. Last night we went downtown Nashville. We had dinner at Old Red, uh, Blake Shelton's bar restaurant. We had fried pickles. I had a glass of wine. Fried green tomatoes, biscuits and jam, mm. smoked wings, and a um, uh, pimento pimento cheese. Artichoke. Artichoke dip. All very good. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Let's talk about biscuits for a second because I love biscuits. But biscuits are not a part of the Canadian culture or northern culture really. So you never want to enjoy a biscuit with me because I think you've been spoiled by biscuits your whole life. Yeah, I've had lots of biscuits. Now this happened one time in Toronto where myself and Dusty and my girlfriend and her boyfriend all went out for brunch one day at this place in Toronto and their whole thing was they had delicious biscuits and I wanted to get some biscuits to go because they were so good and Dusty refused to allow me to get biscuits to go but you didn't realize at the time what an exotic uh, food a biscuit was to a Canadian hey, I stand by the decision though nobody wants an old biscuit I did well I definitely did. I wish I had taken those biscuits from Old Red last night and put a little butter. You didn't eat all of them. I thought you ate all of them. No, I only had two. Oh, you didn't even tell me there were more in there. Yeah, you didn't even let me know about it. Yeah, well, you wouldn't even eaten them anyways. You don't respect a good biscuit anymore. I could have put some spoiled by biscuits. I could have put some of them chicken wing meat on that biscuit and had myself a little chicken wing. Well, put a little Parmesan cheese artichoke dip on it. Maybe if you showed more respect to Biscuit in your day-to-day life, I'd know that that's something you'd be interested in. I love Biscuits. You don't, Dustin. You know what I like? A Hardy's Biscuit. A Hardy's Biscuit, Hardy's Egg and Cheese. Delicious. Oh, I love a Biscuit with jam. I like a little jam on there, too. 
I went to this place in Asheville a couple weeks ago. Biscuits and gravy. Biscuit love or the, biscuit heart or something like that. Not biscuit love. They, not, not biscuit love. That's but it a was, real love. It was some biscuity place in I shouldn't Asheville. say that. I shouldn't say that. I don't want to trash biscuit love. I'm just going to say I went there one time, did not really enjoy it. You remember we went? Yeah. Yeah, it didn't really. But a lot of people seem to be happy in there, so... Anyway. Anyways, I went to this place and it was all about biscuits and they had a whole canteen of different jams. Wow. Like they had like 20 I don't different know, jams. I don't know what you mean by canteen. Like it's just like a little. A whole canteen of jams. A canteen, like you a, know, a little, little little box, like a table, and then inside the like a condiment table for, for jams, all jams. Okay. And so I got five Large. different jams and I would put, I would separate my biscuit with different quarts of jam. Oh, Yeah. Dang, it was good. We've been doing a little uh, jam and peanut butter on toast. That's very good. We may do that later tonight. I like a little honey on there, too. A little honey <laughs> and peanut butter. Very good. You know what I mean? Very yeah. delicious. So then we left Old Red, and we walked down to Robert's Western World, which is one of my favorite places just to watch music. It's so great. And then we went and met Brian Bates, uh, had a cigar. Brian Bates, our friend, he just did, did, did some things, and so I wanted to talk to him about it, and very exciting. We had a good time, you know. We're being social. And then today, I went down to the agency, their office in Nashville that represents me, and I went into the Regions building, and they had amazing offices. I was mm-hmm. like, "This is amazing." You guys are just overlooking the river and the Titan Stadium, and it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, that's big time. Pretty exciting. That's big time. Yeah. So I've been meeting people. You have been meeting people, and I've been meeting people, too. I'm going to be hanging out in Nashville this weekend, and I'm going to have maybe one or three drinks Yeah, you had two one yesterday. Night. You yeah. had two yesterday. I had two yesterday, um, but I might have two or three on one of the nights. Because we're moving. Yeah, we're moving downtown. I'm gonna. It's Uber City for me, baby. Oh, we bought a bed. I don't want to say, because I've, you know, but as an adult, and I'm going to just say this, uh, Hannah doesn't like when I say it, but as an adult, I've never really owned a bed. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you okay with it? Are you okay with it? Yeah. <laughs> I've never really owned a bed that I. This is not even that weird to me. It's we only. I'm only being making a big deal about it because it seems weird to Hannah. But I've never owned a bed that I bought like a brand new bed. Like this is gross, but this this is not the bed that we sleep on. I'll tell you about the bed I owned for a long time. When I uh, turned like 19, I bought the trailer that I grew up in, and I moved back into that. And my sister gave me her bed. Now, this was a bed that her and her husband had, and they got a new bed, and they gave me their old bed, bed and mattress and box springs. You know, it wasn't weird to me at the time, and it's still not really that weird to me, but I, I think people are weird about stuff. But anyway, so I took that bed, and I had it in the in the trailer for about two, about a year and a half, two years, and then I moved to Charleston. And I took that bed with me. So I moved it, and then I moved into another place, and I moved into another place. And then when I was moving from that place to the beach house that I ended up living on, I loaded the mattress on. And as I was driving away from the Charleston Peninsula to James Island, I hit the connector bridge that goes over the harbor. And I'm driving the truck, and I look out the rearview mirror, and I see my mattress fly up out of the back like a leaf in the wind and land in the middle of a busy uh, interstate bridge. And my friend who was driving my car ran over the mattress and the corner was real beat up. And I just ran out there. We grabbed it, threw it back on the truck. I drove it. 
And I slept on that mattress for the next, you know, five or six years. <laughs> I mean, when it and it was made it through all of my drinking days. So that mattress was beat up. You are the man that has stolen my heart. Yes. And all right. So when I'm moving into the downtown place, the last place that I lived, I was moving with a buddy of mine. He was my, my alcoholic friend for a long time. Uh, I still like him. I just don't talk to him that much. And, uh, and he, uh, I was telling him about some of the things that I owned that I was embarrassed about, you know, like some furniture. And he goes, what's embarrassing is this mattress, (laughs) right? So so we took the mattress and just ran. And we ran and I put it in my room. And I slept on that mattress until I I quit drinking in 2012. So the bed was already old when I got it, but then I kept it for another – uh, you know, 10 years. And one, after I quit drinking, one day I was just like, I'm going to, I started getting rid of everything. I didn't have a car. I was getting rid of everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get rid of this bed. And I took the bed in the middle of the night and I threw it in a dumpster. And it was so old and flimsy that I could fold the, the mattress oh in half. And I just stepped on it and crushed it down in the Wow. Thing. So then I slept on an air mattress for about six months. Very comfortable air mattress. And then my friend, uh, Derek, moved to New York and sold me the bed that he had. And I slept on it. You know, it's a nice bed. So, Yeah, the funniest thing about all of that is that when you and I were shopping for beds recently – and we were in the Tempur-Pedic store, Dusty says to the nice lady salesman, he's like, yeah, I ain't never owned a bed that I bought. I ain't never bought a bed that I... Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to relate to people out here. But I mean, when I heard you say that out loud, I just thought, you know, <laughs> darling. <laughs> I was going to tell her other things too. I actually held back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never owned a bed that I bought. I always just got a bought a bud from someone else. I, I ain't never owned no bed that I bought. <laughs> I always got me some secondhand beds. Uh, I like a bed that's already indented and got the DNA of someone else up on it. I love to tell that's people. That's how I be sleeping. Super personal information. But, you know, I slept on a couch for a long time. Like, I don't – when I lived at home with my mom after high school, I slept on a couch for a long time. Well, I'm not going to play. I didn't really have a bed – in my 20s either, but I moved about once a year when I lived in Toronto. So the problem wasn't that I couldn't afford a bed. It was that, you know, different living circumstances would come about. Like sometimes my lease would come up and I like didn't have my, you know, self together. So I would have to quickly move somewhere else. And so one time I quickly moved somewhere else, but I was subletting. So there was already a bed in my room. So I just got rid of my bed. And then another time it was just like, I moved by myself and it when I met you, helping you were me. sleeping on a mattress on a pallet on yeah. the floor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, in Canada, they had no air conditioner in there. And so she lived right off. No of one Ma- uses AC I know, in Canada, I get, but she lived right off of main street. And then the summertime, it's still hot. It in was Canada. super hot. Yeah. So the windows open and there's like this little train car that goes by and it's like, Chi-ching, chi-ching, streetcar, ching, ching, chi-ching, and it's like oh. um, it was really romantic. I lived on Bathurst, rest in peace, it Donna Stead. Nice. It was not, nice. but so, um, so the point is though, we've been talking about neither a, one of us had no beds. We've been talking about a bed for over a year, uh, well over a year, and 
we finally, you know, decided to go for it, and we bought a very nice bed and a king yeah, size. King size. We've been My, on a queen right now. Yeah, about to get a king. We got a we got a queen that's got a little dip in the middle, so we kind of roll together. And <laughs> our backs hurt. <laughs> our backs hurt. My hip hurts. My shoulder it's hurts. It's Still a cozy bed though. It's very cozy, but and so we got a we got a new bed coming, and it's gonna be popping. Yes, yeah, so we got a new home and a new bed. Yeah. And a new a new chapter. New chapter. We're excited because um, you know this was our first home together, but this may be the last podcast we do here. But I've moved away from a lot of places where I had a real sentimental attachment to, and been sad when I left. This won't be one of them. Mm. I'm about ready to get up out of here. I'm feeling like I will be melancholy for it. Will you? Yeah. Oh no, I won't. Mm. I'm about ready to get up out of here. Mm. It's just because it doesn't have any real. But I feel like, how can you say that? You and I lived here for the, you know, our first year of our marriage here, and this is the first place that we lived on our own together. Because previous to this, we had five roommates. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not going to have any attach uh, emotional attachment to the apartment because of that. Mm. Well, that's where you and I differ. It's a very bland apartment. It's not bad. It's just bland. But there's been a lot of love in this in this home, Dusty. Yeah, sure. Oh, Dusty. Oh, Dusty. <laughs> so, I so well what's happening is we're just we've been both super busy and super tired and uh we, but it's been fun yeah we're having a great time i did uh yeah i mean uh I don't, i'm excited i have two weeks off basically yeah i got some local shows here in nashville but i'm not on the road for two weeks but i am going to the northwest so i want to give the shout outs to those shows yeah, so give a shout out to them I am doing a tour. It's called uh, the TV Famous Tour. I'm going on tour with the two ladies that I went on tour with last summer, Sophia Alexandra and Christine Little, and we're going uh, to Washington State, essentially. And uh, we're going to be in the Northwest March 13th to March 23rd. And a couple of the dates I want to give a big shout-out for is uh, March 14th, we're going to be at Bob's Jive in Tacoma, Washington. And on March 17th, we're going to be at Parlor Live in Seattle, Washington. And uh, if you are in the area or you know people in the area, come out. We have a really funny show. Uh, we call ourselves TV Famous because all of us have been on TV and yet we are not famous. And we just thought it was a kind of a catchy name. So we're we're really funny. We had a fantastic tour we're in the very Southeast. Famous. We're all very famous. We had a fantastic tour in the Southeast last summer. So that's why we wanted to do it again this year. And uh, I'm so looking forward to getting back together with those girls on the road. And it's going to be really, really fun. We have a really good show. And all three of us are totally different kind of style comedians. Um, and so we put on a really eclectic, good show. So yeah. come out. March 14th, Bob's Jive in Tacoma, and then March 17th, The Parlor Live in Seattle, Washington. And if you're not subscribed uh, to um, me on YouTube at Dusty Slay, go ahead and do that because I got some stuff coming out. And I think it may not be next week yet, but we're going to go – we're going to start filming the podcast. Once we get in the new place, we're going to have a better setup, and I would have already set this up if I knew that I wasn't moving. So once we get in there, we're going to get something really set up, and I'm going to start to video the podcast, and then I'm going to try to post it every week. Whereas right now, obviously, we don't post one every week. So I'm going to try to post a video every week along with the audio so you can see what we look like. Yeah. So if you're not subscribed to that, go ahead and do it. And also my uh, – I put, I put content out on there, and my uh, Opry debut uh, video should be coming soon. Nice. You want to see the mini documentary to my Grand Old Opry debut. Nice. 
I got pictures coming out. I think I got a thing coming out in the Good Grip magazine. I got an article written about me. It's going to be coming out. I got some pictures taken yesterday. Very exciting stuff. This late night podcast has been real. Fun. Yeah, I got a show, uh, the Nashville Comedy Festival that comes every year. I'm going to have Dusty Slay's Grand Old Comedy Show be part of that. First time ever, my show will be part of the Nashville Comedy Festival. That's big time. Very big. Very good. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. We're having a good time. And uh, I think that's it. This was a good time on this late I think it was podcast. a good time. I do regret that we did so long with the dishwasher running. Because <laughs> now that the dishwasher's not running, it sounds great. Uh-huh. But I think we had a good good time with the songs. Um, and uh, so maybe we have one to play us out. Play on the trifle song. That's a fun one. She gon' trifle on you. The thing I love about that song is you can hear his smile as he sings. Yeah, you and can if just you- hear his wink and smile. She gon' trifle on you. All right, thank you very much. We're having a good time. Now, if you love your mama and you treat her right, but she keeps on fussing at you every day and night, then she's gonna try to pull on you. They'll do it every time. And when your baby starts to step in, Lord, you nearly lose your mind. Now, if your mama's mean, take a tip from me. Lock her up at home, Lord, but hang on to that key, cause she's gonna try to pull on you. They'll do it every time. And when your baby starts to step in, Lord, you nearly lose your mind. Rave on, brother, rave on. But if your mama's good, I'll tell you what to do. Give her lots of loving, Lord, but watch her closely, too, cause she's gonna try to pull on you. They'll do it every time. And when your baby starts to step in, Lord, you nearly lose.